Ah, 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 ah. I'm 34. We call this pigeon superstition. Can't remember a fucking thing. It's Mr. Nobody. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I'm Dr. Non-Entity. Dave, thanks for being here. We have a guest. We do. I'm excited to introduce comedian Ant Perez. Ant, thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be on the show. Ant, you are a friend and collaborator with past guest Nick Dees, who covered Frequency back in season two with us. It seems like you're in similar circles, but tell the listeners what you do, where they can check you out if they enjoy you today like we know they will. I mean, I do stand-up comedy anywhere, anywhere around, anywhere around Virginia, the Hampton Roads area, Richmond. I'm all, all over social media, mostly on uh, like Facebook and Instagram at Aunt Perez Comedy, but I'm on all platforms. I post all my content everywhere. So Awesome. Actually, Virginia is our fifth most downloaded state last night. Oh, checked, sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, it might be some people in your area, but otherwise, definitely check Ant out on the social media. He is a... A, a very funny guy. Oh, yeah. So, Ant, you chose Mr. Nobody today. Why this movie? What What is this movie? Oh, man, it's such a... It's such a wild movie that I just, I felt like if you watched the first and last 15 minutes, you would miss so much more than the average movie. We did. We, we missed a lot. I, feel, I'd agree I with feel that. like we also, we picked up a lot though, too. I'm feeling there was, there was a few little tiny recappy bits at the end that kind of like right. put us in line, but I imagine there was a lot missing. That's true. So Dave, what exactly did we do here today? We watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Mr. Nobody, and we are going to recap the ends of it for you, and then Ant's got some questions to see which one of us knows more about the middle. That is true. So Mr. Nobody dropped in 2009, but with a wider release in the following years. It was written and directed by, I'm going to butcher this, but Jaco Van Dormal. That's the whitest way you can say that. Mm -hmm. He is a Belgian director. It stars many, many versions of Jared Leto. All the Jared Letos. And while it only has a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes, its audience score is a 76 and it is considered a cult classic. But there is so much to cover today, so let's get into the recaps. We open with some ominous piano music playing as we're introduced to the just plethora of foreign production companies that helped produce this movie. (laughs) Then we arrive at a pigeon in a box with some food hanging on a string. It moves a small box over on the ground to be able to reach it. Then some like flamenco style upbeat guitar rhythms kick in. As the intro credits start rolling, we would probably have an easier time guessing about this movie if they didn't waste four minutes with all these credits and a Mm. fucking pigeon diorama. Also, imagine being so dumb that it takes you like 45 seconds to reach a sliver of mango (laughs) when the only other thing in the room is a stepping stool. This is why I hate animals. They ain't shit. Animals ain't shit. It took that pigeon so long to figure it out. There's nothing else in the room, bro. Stupid pigeon. (laughs) Dumb pigeons. We hate pigeons here in the center cut. It's widely known. (laughs) So we get more pigeon play. We see it in this like old film style black and white recording of some older pigeon experiments. Uh, They're accompanied by narration, but basically it comes down to like pigeons will do what they think causes food to appear. Yeah. Even if it has nothing to do with the actual action, but they'll do it anyways if they think that it has to do with the action. And it's called (laughs) pigeon superstition, which is just fantastic. Easy peasy. 
smoke gathers on the screen in reverse and forms our title card for Mr. Nobody. Jared Leto's dead. He's dead, guys. He died. He's in a morgue asking what he did to deserve this in the narration that he's giving over it. Then he's underwater in a car. Uh, he wakes up startled. He struggles for a moment, then comes bursting out of some bathwater in a bathroom, looks confused again, and then looks up and a dude shoots him in the face. So this all makes perfect sense so far. There's just like layers of Leto. It's it's very interesting way to start. The layers of Leto. So after he gets shot in the head, he wakes up again. This time he's in a giant condom, uh, in a giant tube, in a giant space station in space. So that's cool. Space station explodes. Some asteroids hit it. And uh, he wakes up again. But this time, it's an old man. He wakes up with this futuristic alarm. He just kind of has to wave his hand over it. If we had this technology now, my wife would literally never get out of bed again. So this old man opens his eyes in a futuristic looking room everything is white and he's talking to some dude with tattoos all over his face they there are a bunch of letters but i think it just says psy over and over and over to denote that he is a psychiatrist isn't that the gangnam style guy it was actually psy the whole time yeah is this guy the third member of insane clown posse inky joe i'm gonna call him and does he rap about his butthole in the middle (laughs) there's like he he, well kind of (laughs) <laughs> i can't even understand Perfect. that kind of okay yeah, all right cool i gotta rap. switch up all my other he raps about other people's buttholes. other people's buttholes so, yeah this old man doesn't know where he is or who who dr tattoos is over here but dr tattoos does explain that he sees this gentleman each week and that he's been seeing him for a long time. So we learn that this old man, his name is Nemo Nobody. Right. And he laughs bad for the first time. And now I know why they cast Jared Leto as the Joker, because <laughs> it is very similar to Jared Leto's Joker laugh. Yeah. But the doctor asks Nemo for his age, and he says that he's 34, and he's clearly not 34. I'm 34? I'm 34. <laughs> I was born in 1975. So the doctor's like, well, why don't you take a look at your hands and then take a look at yourself in that mirror? And he's like, mm, but I'm 34. So he insists it's 2009, which, oh, man, dude, I was a sophomore in college. I wish it was 2009, too, bro. But. It's not. Eventually, Dr. Tattoos shows him a newspaper. Today is Nemo's birthday, and the headline is about him. It is Saturday, February 9th, 2092, and he is the last mortal, and he's turning 118. And he looks like shit. Yeah, he does. I mean, if you were 118, you'd look like shit. Guys, do me a favor. I don't care if I'm 118 or if I'm 72. If my face out here looking like a microwave chicken breast with some pillow filling coming out the back of my head just suffocate me to death please i beg of you there is not one ounce of joy in that husk of a body well eat as much peanut butter as you can because i'm coming over tonight bro (laughs) (laughs) so nemo's still yelling that he's 34 he thinks he's dreaming so he's yelling you know it's i have to wake up it's really alarming and as it's alarming another alarm goes off and young again jared leto wakes up And he has a girl laying next to him. He puts on his glasses and opens the curtain of the window. Guys, do me a favor. I don't care if I'm 35 or if I'm 50. If my face out here looking like a wimpy librarian with mid-2000s emo hair and bird wallpaper, (laughs) please just drown me in my bathtub. 
Thank you. Well, eat all your peanut butter because I'm going over to Mike, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, first and foremost, we learn that his girlfriend, wife, whoever this woman is, is a vampire. So that's important. <laughs> and then we also do learn that like he's confused about even where he is right now he tries to turn a light switch and it's like on the other side of the door than he thought it was and like he's just he looks very confused about where everything is and what's going on but he does make his way to the bathroom takes a drink of water in the the absolute most horrifying way that i've ever seen anyone take a drink of water the faces that he made while he was doing that and then he like gets on with his day he wakes up his children he gets some mail on backwards day and a picture of him with another family is what he got in the mail. Very weird. Very weird. He ends up calling his son the wrong name and then wakes up again with the new family that we just saw in the picture. And he this time he's next to a pool. He's just laying there and his wife's like also a vampire or whatever, because she also has the sun hurts her eyes. We're just all over the damn place. Guys. Do me a favor. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but if I end up with a wife who looks like Barbara from Shark Tank, but Asian, please just plot me in a trash compactor, sprinkle my bone dust in the Atlantic. Please. I don't need this in my life. Well, back to old Nemo. Some nurses are taking care of him. Then we kind of jump cut outside of the hospital that he is in because he's 118 fucking years old. And it's like a futuristic version of New York. It's actually called New New York original and a news personality of some sort is reporting live outside of the hospital I hate this guy yeah i do too and he's talking about how the only remaining mortal is going to be dying soon and apparently everyone is staying alive by some technology and also they all carry around a stem cell pig that they adopt and I would assume harvest organs from if they need them. Yeah, I saw a dude walking around with his pet pig at the flea market a couple weekends ago, and he just had to walk behind it with a giant pooper scooper while it sipped puddles. And it just goes back to my earlier point about animals. You want to be a walking slave to a pre-pulled pork sandwich? That's on you, homie. That's a shitty-ass life. (laughs) I don't know if I would take my pig out and about. Like, I could understand having pigs... They're uh, relatively cute. I'd imagine that they're not overly exciting to have around, and they're messy and gross. That's why you gotta take them walking. I guess that's That's true. true. See, if everyone walked their pigs, they'd be super cool looking. They also wouldn't be as fat. Yeah, no one knows what a skinny pig looks like. But we do cut back to Mr. Nobody, uh, our older version of Nemo, who is now sitting up in his bed and gives a finger to multiple golden snitches that are flying around the room. <laughs> They're recording his like every move. This is like a Truman Show type situation, whereas like his whole life is is recorded because he's this anomaly by being the, the last living mortal. Yep. Newscaster man talks to Dr. Tattoos about how nobody knows nobody. <laughs> He essentially doesn't exist. Like, he just doesn't exist anywhere. There's no record of him. And because Mr. Nobody also doesn't have a memory, like, he can't even remember his past or anything. It's it's a nightmare. But Dr. Tattoos has a trick up his sleeve. He's going to hypnotize him and try and help him remember his past. So he starts swinging a, a metal ball in front of him. It's actually just floating, kind of coming back and forth. Starts to count down from three and... As uh, Mr. Nobody falls deeper into his hypnosis here, we see some quick images. We see a tire swing, a metronome, some person running, train tracks. Then we see flowers in a field. And this all, all makes total sense. Zero sense. It, 
I'm pretty sure I mentioned this at some point in my first 100 plus episodes, but if not, back in 2016, Fox flew me out to LA to audition to be on a game show hosted by Tay Diggs, where I was hypnotized and did ridiculous shit. And I can 100% say with full confidence, hypnotism felt 100% real to me and it makes you insanely thirsty. Tay Diggs hypnotized you and now you believe in it? No, he didn't. He wasn't the one to hypnotize me. But so there was a hypnotist. Yes, but the hypnotist wasn't like cool enough to have their own show. No, so like Tay Diggs, who's also there. Correct. Just, he's just there. Correct. <laughs> I would imagine that never went to air. Is that why Tay Diggs is middlemanning hypnotism yeah. to America? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it got canceled by Fox and then picked up by CW. So. While we were seeing these images kind of dispersed in there, we actually see that in a white room, Dr. Tattoos, before he was Dr. Tattoos, he was just doctor. But then Nemo wakes up again, and now he's in a weird room where everything has a tag on it like it's for sale, like he's in some weird Ikea. He he runs outside, and a plane with a banner flies by that says, Sleep. And then Dr. Tattoo sends him even further back into his hypnosis. And it's like the first time we get any actual information in the, this whole thing so far. So to start with this moment of clarity, a unicorn walks by the screen. <laughs> and then we are we're kind of explained what children go through before they are born. And essentially, now a child is narrating and... Children know everything that will happen before they are born. And when they're chosen to be born, angels come down and place a finger in front of the child's mouth in like a shh motion. And that leaves the dimple on their top lip. And then they no longer know everything. And our child narrating states that he was missed by the angels and never was made to forget all of that fun stuff. Does Jared Leto not have one of those dimples? I it looked like he had one of those dimples to me, like adult Leto. Yeah, see, I looked for at adult Leto and uh, old Leto, and I feel like there were dimples on both. Yeah. So that was confusing to me. Same. But whatever. So then after that, the, the child narrating says, like, now the hard part of picking a family to live with. And then we see, like, a quick succession of a bunch of different couples talking about why they want to have children. They're all bad. It's all bad. That's the end of the first 15 minutes. Yeah, the backgrounds of these people, they were, it was all very 70s, which I think indicates that these were Nemo's prospective parents pre-birth in like 1975 or whatever. Agreed. I mean, that's uh, the first 15 doesn't really give you anything on what the movie's going to be, does it? Nope. Not really. <laughs> we just met a bunch of different Jared Leto's and they all died. Yeah. So the last 15 minutes begins at one hour, 57 minutes and 51 seconds. And it literally feels like we're just waking up from Inky Joe's Dr. Tattoo's hypnosis, which is pretty great timing because that's basically how we ended our first 15. <laughs> and we get a shot of car underwater Leto from the open, but an airbag deploys that reads game over. We get a couple shots of various Leto's opening their eyes as Inky counts to three. A red vase smashing, a blue vase smashing. I've never seen the Matrix. Shut up. And then Argyle sweater mattress store Leto wakes up, runs outside like earlier, sees his split shadow on the ground, which is different from the first 15. And the message that the plane delivers this time is wake up. Interesting. He runs to an apartment building and rings the buzzer for the apartment of what looks like Boromans is the name. No idea. 
But the woman who answers the door looks like a chubby British budget Kristen wig and is wearing his same sweater. Leto calls her mother, but she ain't having none of that. And her actual son grunts at Nemo like a bulldog. <laughs> he runs outside and he sees a Hollywood esque sign outside, but instead of Hollywood, it says Nemo, call 123 581 1321. He does just that, but the person on the other line thinks it's a joke and hangs up. I'm fairly certain it's because he entered the numbers wrong because he basically just punched the phone with his fingers. <laughs> like, what was he? He's just like pressing buttons willy nilly. So he dials the operator, voiced by Inkface Killer, and gets the address <laughs> of that phone number, which is 12358 Alawa Street. The address is the same first five digits of the phone number, which is interesting. So he runs to the house, and when he arrives, he finds this ramshackle piece of shit all boarded up. Inside, the floors are just chock full of giant dust bunnies, and he finds a table with the TV, a DVD player, and a dust-covered DVD. He pops it in, and it's Leto Van Winkle talking to him as if it's like a live two-way conversation. Now, there's a cat under the table, but then it cuts to a different angle without any passage of time. Like It's not like there's a delay. It's, it's just a different angle, and the cat is gone. I'm assuming it's just a production error, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe some weird shit going on. Old Leto warns Argyle Leto to be careful with the damaged chair, but <laughs> it's too late. Young Leto goes to sit in it, and it, it immediately falls apart, and he lands on his ass. <laughs> pretty great when that happens though there are two cats in the background when he falls so i don't fucking know maybe it wasn't a production error after all and maybe it's about like the whole binary split decision thing with the train that we see in a bit or maybe there's just a bunch of cats in there and they're quick could be so old leto explains that everything they're saying to each other is in a transcript he's reading because what argyle leto's experiencing is old leto's past buckle up it's not going to get any less confusing <laughs> so cryptkeeper leto explains how the architect decides everything and we learn that the architect is a 9-year-old boy on a train track deciding between running after his mom on the train or staying with his dad it's the entire plot device and all of these other Lettos, including the leto who looks and talks like the pedophile neighbor from family guy are just ideas in the boy's head of what life could be like so he can try to make a split decision i don't think they're ideas i think this boy is the one that came with foresight from the angel zone that didn't get his dimple pushed in and therefore he is playing through all of the potential futures to determine which one would provide him longevity. Here's a question. What the fuck is the difference between an idea and a potential future? That's the same fucking thing. I, but they, but like their futures that he is, he, he's not just like creatively making up of like the no, futures. Not, I think that he is like, up, he right? knows what the futures could be. Well, right. He is making the decisions. But they're still not real. I, well, yes. Okay. Fine. That's what I'm saying. They're not real. Okay. Yes. They're simulations. Well, the yes, but the way the way you stated it made it sound like you thought it was just like this kid was using his imagination to think of what he thinks the future would be, where I think this is this kid actually playing it out because he knows. Yeah. I think it's somewhere in between. Maybe. I don't think you can actually know. Well, I, I mean, the whole point is that the real person couldn't, but they, we had the whole explanation of this kid being the angel and the dimple and the no in the futures and stuff. Yeah, but he has a dimple, so fuck him. Well, maybe he just like put it in there himself. Just like dug out a little skin and it just like grow around as a dimple because he felt weird not having one. Okay. 
But anyway, Oldie also talks about how maybe his parents never met, or maybe his dad died in a sledding accident, <laughs> and it's just a kid <laughs> crashing into a tree like Sonny Bono. That was Bono, pretty and, funny. <laughs> yeah, it's unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, I like that one. We even see some dead sperm and a dying cave woman, and I actually like that thought experiment. Like, what would happen? Like, kind of like a butterfly effect. Yeah, like it's, it's just process. Yeah. It's mind numbing to really think about the trillions of happy little accidents that had to happen the way that they did to get you where you are today, or even to be born in the first place. It's hard to think about, but it's it's really crazy when you actually stop and think about like, hey, if this card turned left instead of right, I wouldn't exist. Just, yeah, it's wild. Or just like how they did with the prehistoric woman. It's like, so if you think there were a thousand humans on Earth when she existed, if you do out the math, it's something crazy like for every baby that was born then, like results in the future to, you know, 10 or 20,000 people. Right. That if something different happened to her, don't exist anymore is interesting. Or maybe even more because maybe if those babies did exist, then they'd kill off other human it's just why it's just wild yeah or like yes maybe maybe one of the babies she had actually causes mass genocide and there could be more people if if she didn't give birth who knows yeah it's all crazy very very wild anyway ancient leto explains how sweater boy doesn't really exist but somebody named anna calculated that he needs to live to february 12th 2092 at 5 50 a.m which is when old man leto is going to kick the bucket the tv turns off Leto runs outside, only to see the shack get crushed by a giant boot. I presume it's the architect trying to snuff out dead ends to make his decision easier. Like, hey, if I get rid of this option, I'll choose a different one. That's all I can place the boot being. It wouldn't make much sense, though, because if if that then what's could... The boot? Then what's the boot? I don't know. I, don't, I have no explanation for what the boot is. If we had watched the middle ant, would we understand the boot more? No, I guess you wouldn't. He'd probably understand everything else, but I didn't really, I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think it's the architect saying, fuck this decision. I don't want this decision. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's I'm like, saying. I don't, I don't want to be old crusty man. Like, let's get rid of old crusty man. Let me crush it now. Yeah. 118's just too old. Okay. So we see that it's 541 on that same date, nine minutes till death time. Now, a super young Marcus from the show we covered in our first season, White Lines, is manning a reel-to-reel recorder, which apparently wasn't recording, he finds out, and he basically calls out Old Nemo for being full of shit. You're talking to the last mortal, and you fucked it. Yeah, you fucking blew it. (laughs) Yep. I would assume that that's similar to, like, if I had the opportunity to have Oprah on this podcast, and then we just forgot to record it. You found out that she had only an iPhone to talk on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then once it took us 40 minutes to figure it out, she was like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Yep. (laughs) She wasn't as patient as Ant. (laughs) So it seems like this reporter guy was tasked with getting Nemo's life story and all of the various Leto's don't add up, which makes sense given that they're not real people in their imaginary timelines created by the little boy's synapses. I mean, I guess we're to assume at this point that the hypnosis worked in some way or another to help him remember his past, right? I would agree with that. Yeah, interesting. Reporter guy asks, of all these lives, which one is the right one? And I wrote down Leto's response because I actually fucking love it, and it's pretty impactful and poignant, in my opinion. He says, each of these lives is the right one. Every path is the right path. Everything could have been anything else, and it would have just as much meaning. 
The latter half of that he rightfully attributes to Tennessee Williams. And then he jokes how the reporter is too young to get the reference, which is just quintessential old man thing, and I love it. But it's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Like, no matter what you do, it's it's the right thing because anything can be anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Every, everything has meaning. No matter what you do, it still has yeah, meaning. Yeah, and I could do what I assume is the right thing now, but it impacts me negatively in the future, but I could do the wrong thing now that impacts me positively in the future. There's no way of knowing. So it all kind of means the same. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know why I said it like that. You're going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> so touching, you're going to cry. Yep. But at this point, Nemo gets the reporter to lean into his wrinkly old raisin face and explains the crux of it all. That everything in this world is in the imagination of that boy on the tracks deciding between parents. We see countless split-second flashes, but the first long one is an SUV hurtling headlong into a lake. We see countless other flashes all in the head of the boy as he plots out his different lives. And then it cut back to old Nemo, but talking in the boy's voice, explaining the chess move Suksvang, Suksvang, which basically means that any move sucks. There's no move you can make that's right. Referencing no matter what the boy chose, it was going to be a dead end. Like you were going to end up dying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that you end up dying or is it like a, you end up unhappy? Both. Hmm. I guess we don't we don't know because we didn't see the middle. But because like if you live to 118, like you can't be overly sad about the fact that you're dying, right? You're 118. Right. I'm, I would assume like you get to be that old and decrepit. Okay, I had a decent life, but was I happy? And if you got to the end of that timeline and realized, nope, I wasn't. That's why he chose something different. I don't know. Maybe we should watch the middle. Maybe. So Nemo shows the reporter out the window of the hospital and the futuristic city outside is starting to dematerialize kind of beautifully, piece by piece, to make way for the sea. Now we cut to the boy who, now knowing all the outcomes, takes a third choice. And instead of choosing the mom or the dad, just runs away down another road, choosing neither parent. He finds a leaf in the forest, blows it, and it floats upward and eventually carries us to a woman out on a dock, I guess. And she turns to see a 30-something Morbius-looking homeless Leto on a bench. They look happy to see each other, and they embrace. I'm guessing that the boy making the third choice led to that line, the homeless Leto, but is having this person that he loves. That's maybe his stepsister, maybe a love interest, maybe both. Mm -hmm. Deathbed Leto is ready to die. His last words are being televised on a big screen, and he gets out. This is the most beautiful day of my life. And then I think he says Anna before croaking. That's what I heard, too. And, and I'm <laughs> guessing Anna is that woman who loved homeless Leto. Can you tell us that or does that spoil anything? That's Anna. Got it. The clock hits 550. The planets in orbit grind to a stop and then boom, the clock starts in reverse. The planets start turning counterclockwise and we see a bunch of things in reverse. Raindrops. Text on a page, fucking cream of wheat, odd choice. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Centurion Leto gasps a big breath of air and laughs his way back to life, walking in reverse gleefully as Mr. Sandman starts playing. We see other Leto's going in reverse, a red vase being unbroken, and little Nemo skipping rocks in reverse with, I'm guessing, Anna on a dock and film. Wow, there's a lot. But I, I think I like it. I think I like it, too. But before we get into our questions about the middle, we're going to take a break for a center commercial. Why? None of it matters. Or does all of it matter? 
It's been a long run, but today is the last episode brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. You've heard us talking about it 10 times now. If you haven't tried it yet, there is still time to join us. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. But it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it fits your diet. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. That's more than the ticket sales from Jared Leto's newest movie so far. Thankfully, their founder did create the solution and is now sharing it with the world. And the best part is it only costs you less than $3 a day, easily cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. <sighs> okay, uh, Michael, what else can they do? What was that? I woke up. Did you, did you see? Guys, did you get it? I, I, woke, I woke up. You're so woke, and our listeners are too, and they should check us out on TikTok and Instagram at the underscore center underscore cut. You could always go and rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever the hell you're listening on. And you can send us an audio message at podinbox.com slash the center cut. Also, we're on the other socials. You know, you know, yeah. you know them. You love them. Yeah. It's fine. They're there. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Bye. All right, and I am ready. I know Dave's ready. I'm going to beat him because I am just like old Leto, and I know everything now. You prepared some questions for us. Let's do it. All right. So uh, who did his parents end up being? What were their What were their names? So I think his mom's name is Carol. Interestingly enough, my first instinct was Carol, and then I was like, oh, I should look at like what were popular names of the 50s in England, because I think they're in England or the UK or something like that. And Carol was on the list, so that's what I picked. And I think his dad's name is Phileas. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> which Why is that? another Jules Verne reference. Oh, because Nemo. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think this is the hardest question right out the gate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like, what are their names? God, come on. But I actually think it. I think it's sort of a trick question. Because Nemo's last name is Nobody, and because this whole movie, this whole story is about him, I almost think the mom and dad are just like cardboard cutout type characters, so much so that I think their names are just mom and dad. I think that's their actual names is just mom and dad. Final answer, mom and dad. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they only referred to them as the mommy and the daddy. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I get <laughs> a point for that. Yeah. I'll yeah. That. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I didn't exactly get it, but I, I got it. I feel like you nailed the reason on why they named them that. So, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. The second question. So uh, Nemo's mom, she cheated on his dad. Who'd she, who'd she cheat on him with? I think it's some dude with the last name Borman or whatever that name was in the last 15 minutes. I, I think it's Borman. And I think that he's a furniture salesman or owns a furniture type store. He's like Bob's discount furniture, but worse. Hmm. 
I would agree that he's a Borum, and that would make sense to what, what we saw in that in the last 15 there. But I'm going to guess one of Nemo's teachers. So Anna was the brunette girl, and that was one of the girls he ended up being with. And he was at the park with Anna, and Anna's dad was cheating with his mom. They were kind of, you know, it was like a double date, but uh, they didn't know. Neither of them knew they were they were on a double date at the park. Okay, but is is Anna's dad a furniture store salesman or a teacher? <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't know that Damn they. Okay. I don't know that they said what his what her dad was. Okay, fine. I'll still take my one nothing lead. Of course, like being mortal. But what else is obsolete in the future? What don't they do? I think mental illness is obsolete in the future. I'm going to say also medical records, which is why they can't figure out who the hell he really is. If there's no death, why do you need medical records? And I I guess it begs the question, why is there even a hospital? Riddle me that, Jared Leto. Why is there a hospital? Nobody dies. So they don't die, but they still get sick. Well, if you can get sick, then you can die. So you're not really immortal. That's why they have their organ pigs. So you're saying that nobody, if you get sick, you're guaranteed to survive. If you break all of your bones in a car accident, you're still. No, the guy said he is the last person to die of old age. Oh, okay. So people still die. It's just that. Dying of old age is now obsolete and doesn't exist anymore. You could still die in like a car accident or some crazy shit, or like you can get sick and die, but you're not just going to get old and die. I'm still going to say medical records. So uh, they they don't have sex in the future. It's just like test tube babies. Yeah, it's nothing but test tube babies. So what do you do for pleasure? So that's the reason that young Nemo didn't pick that future. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Do they do like? Can they do like blowjobs and like <laughs> analingus? Or no. is that out? Do do they just jerk it all the time? Or I don't know that they do anything for fun in the future. They just wow. you know it's just like robotic. But he asked him. He's like, oh, we used to bang like a lot, and the journalist was like, what? You know, like <laughs> now we just tattoo our face. It's like yeah. sad Wally. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like everyone just like exists. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But it is still one. Yeah, that one's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So in the reality, I guess it was in a couple of different realities where his car drove off like the cliff and went in the water. What caused him to wreck? I think he was driving and the sun hurt his eyes <laughs> and he accidentally veered to the right too far over a bump and into the lake. That quote had to mean something. Two of those ladies at the beginning said the sun hurt my eyes. I think that's what that's how he dies. The sun hurts his eyes and he's like, oh, I can't see any crashes. Interesting. You like it. You like it. And you want to change your answer. No, I think he needed to get to the water. I'll expound on that a little bit more in a, in a question in the future, but I feel like he purposefully turned towards the water because he needed to do that. So you're just going to give a vague answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what caused him to drive off the road into the water? The, him. He caused him to drive off the road into the water. <laughs> he chose to do that. No, he uh, he was driving and he, he hit a bird. Like He got a bird good. There was blood splatter on the windshield and everything. Like He hit the shit out of that bird and it scared him. And he, you know, scared so i would argue that no that bird was a no. son of another bird so no kind of like nope the, the bird son i think it was just like for like you know there's like intangibles like he can't plan there's no choice to make of a bird hitting his windshield or not mm. damn it so what the fuck does the sun hurt my eyes have to do with anything damn it i don't know i think he just likes women with sensitive eyes <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Maybe he likes blue-eyed women. Mm. Or vampires. This is the setup to Morbius. I get it now. Okay, still one nothing. All right. So uh 
his stepsister where when in the reality where his mom ended up marrying the dad what did they do what was their thing that they would always do whenever you know whenever they had a chance when their parents weren't there i'm going to say swim in that lake that they were skipping stones on they liked to go swimming I feel like water was a really prevalent thing in this for most of it. So I think that they liked to go swimming. And those are some of the strong memories that he has of Anna swimming with her. I think they fuck, yo. The old mattress Tetris, the <laughs> Pornhub special stepsister style. I, there's a quick <laughs> shot of them. No, there's a quick shot of them. Hey, you're what, not wrong. It's it's possible. What looks like making out on the bed before he falls off. So I'm not even I'm not even trying to be funny. I, I think they'd be playing that naked peekaboo. I also think that based on what we've talked about so far, there are realities in which his mom doesn't end up with her dad and therefore they can be in a relationship. And there are realities in which the parents end up together and then they don't end up in a relationship. But they're not actually related. So is it really the worst thing if they fuck? I mean, still kind of bad. But they're not even related. Anyway, that's my answer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what he said when he was talking to the journalist. They used to bang frivolously. That's what they did. Hell yeah. Wow. Do nothing, baby. This movie's fucked. It's not taboo if you're not related. It is 100% taboo. You're not related. There's no blood. What does it's it matter? It's taboo. It's just taboo. I don't have any step-siblings, but if they were hot and they wanted to fuck me... Yeah, yeah man. Same. Incest it up. <laughs> It's not incest. They're not related. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? I don't know. Still, still a <sighs> sister. Still, a, still a brother or sister. Okay. Do nothing. All right. What was Nemo's dad's condition? You know, because he he croaked. So, like, what was wrong with him? I'm a hundred percent confident that his condition is that he's dead. Also, I think his condition is that he's a cuck. Okay. He literally just said that he died. What was his condition that caused him to die? Your answer cannot then be he's dead. Is the it condition. can be that he was a cuck. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a mean, and he's got that goofy hairitis. I am I'm three for three so far. No, but I'm guessing that you're looking for some sort of medical condition. Now, I almost went with narcolepsy because Nemo always wants to wake up. But instead, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Palmer hyperhidrosis. That's why he dropped those vases, not because he was being a dick, but because he just couldn't get a good grip with those unpredictably sweaty palms. And sweaty palms makes me think about somebody who is so anxious that they can't make a decision, which is what Nemo is afflicted with. So, Hail Mary, I'm going with sweaty palms. Okay. Interesting. I also kind of went crazy. He has hypercortisolemia which is basically a, a disease where your body secretes excess amounts of cortisol, which is your body's kind of stress inhibitors and creators. Right. So it can cause increased stress and irritability, depression, crazy mood swings, stuff like that. But more importantly, your cortisol levels will drop when swimming because it's just a naturally relaxing situation. That's why uh, there's another question here, but I think that's why there's a lot of water and he's always in the water is because he's trying to manage his cortisol levels. So uh, really, they, they never specifically said like what his dad had, but he was he was like a super vegetable. Like he couldn't he had like dementia Ooh. and he couldn't he couldn't walk and like he was the most vegetable vegetable. He was he was celery. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was sweating because he was like 90 percent water. He was a vegetable. <laughs> perfect okay well is that why the mom cheated on him because he was a vegetable no she was just a bad person okay <laughs> makes sense okay still to nothing so uh what does he keep trying to do what is something that nemo fails at consistently in the movie 
I actually think he wants to train himself to swim and breathe underwater longer so that he can survive the inevitable lake car crash that was going to happen down the line. I think that's how he dies in all of his lives. So if he concocts each lifeline having a pool, then he can just practice swimming and holding his breath underwater. That's not how he dies in all of his lives. I think so. Plus, people with pools fuck. It's a fact. What? <laughs> people with pools fuck. I have a pool. You fuck. We see him get shot in the head, but fine. In a bathtub. In a bathtub, but he's not. He's but he doesn't. He's not in the car drowning in the lake. What you said happens every time, but fine. If he could have held his breath under under the tub water, he wouldn't have got shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he just stayed under there a little bit longer. That guy would have never known he was there. Yeah. Like fuck. I thought someone was in this bathroom. <laughs> fuck. Oh man. Just like a dude like hiding under a foot of clear fucking bath water. <laughs> there was bubbles. No, I th- I don't think it's swimming. It might be. You might be right. Uh, there's got to be a connection to the water, right? Like in some way or another. It's fucking everywhere. All right. I'm going to say play guitar because it's Jared Leto and that's amusing. But also as a callback to the flamenco guitar style music that intro to the whole show. Okay. Yeah, he drowns in a lot of his lives. That makes sense. He he never figures it out. In every life that he gets a pool, I think he drowns in that pool. This is the best I've ever done. This is great. I love this movie. Three to nothing, David. <laughs> Three to nothing. All right. So uh, Nemo's mom, she wasn't very good at marriage. So like she got a divorce from the, the stepdad, too. And they went separate ways. So obviously he was in love with, they were in love with each other, him and Anna. So uh, what does Anna tell him to do for them to meet back up? go to that specific spot that she finally meets him at the very end. It's like, when you get to New York, go to this place and I'll be there. Okay, very vague, but I think she says, life is a circle. We're separate lines right now, but we'll meet back up. It's the circle. The circle of life. (laughs) And so... Homeless Leto draws a literal chalk circle on that dock and just sleeps by it every day until she somehow randomly shows up there. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I guess you probably wouldn't have had a way to know specifically what she said, but there was a lighthouse there. And she was like, meet me by, go to this lighthouse and we'll meet there. So she, she was like, go there every Sunday. So meet me in a specific place. I'll meet you there. Not meet me in the, the circle. But there was a circle. There was a circle on the ground. I understand, but in. she didn't say meet me in the circle. Three to one, whatever. Take your measly point. <laughs> arguing with me. Hey, you're like Nemo's dad. You're a cuck. <laughs> so I think this is the last question. Last question, baby. Why does Nemo end up going to Mars? I think he wanted to go there because he wanted to go somewhere where there was no water. So he couldn't drown <laughs> that's, that's and no sun to hurt his eyes. I've made it clear that I know nothing about science. I don't know that Mars actually doesn't have sun or water, but I think that's why he went there. I mean, it obviously has sun. I think that's why he went there. There's no water. I can't drown if I go somewhere with no water. Because that was like my initial thought, too, was like, well, if he dies via drowning a bunch, then that would kind of make sense. the only place that has no water? A different place. (sighs) Obviously, if you really think about it, it would be like impossible for humans to exist on Mars without water. But I guess... This movie could come up with some bullshit reason how they get around that for whatever reason. So I actually I I agree with you. It was my original answer. I'm going to stick with it. There's there's no water on Mars. Did it take him 30 seconds to get there? No, it wasn't 30 seconds to Mars. So uh, <laughs> do you remember the the blonde haired girl that was like the sun's hurting my eyes? 
in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Elise. She, yeah, Elise. She was a man, she was a real bummer. If you watch the whole movie, she'll be your least favorite of the three wives. But uh she told him, she was like, If I die, I want you to spread my ashes on Mars. So she uh she ended up dying and thank God, I was so happy when she died. I was like, No more of this lady. But uh yeah, she was my least favorite of the wives. So he literally traveled to a different planet just to pour the Well he tried to and then died in a giant condom. So Yeah. So basically his ashes were on Mars too. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> floating through space in a giant condom. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well <laughs> I think that means I still win though, three to one. Yep, you got one. Yeah, you did pretty well. Yeah, I mean three out of nine, that's thirty three percent. That's passing in these your parts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie was some good quality fun. You made us laugh. You picked a movie that made us think. Now, before we send you on your way into the great beyond, remind the listeners again what you're all about, what they should do if they're into you in a Snickers bar veiny kind of way. <laughs> you must have watched some of the reels on my page, huh? Which is what you should do if you're a listener. Yeah, you absolutely should watch some of my some of my reels. It's uh it's all Aunt Perez comedy. I post weekly content, so uh Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, I put it all, I put everything up there. So, you know, whatever, whatever your favorite platform is, I post content there. And if you're a virgin, like you live in the Virginia area, that's what they're, that's what you people are called, right? Yeah, we're virgins. We don't fuck. What what should those people do? What should virgins do? Oh uh, man, they should definitely follow me on Aunt Perez Comedy so they can see. I always post flyers for shows, things like that. Um, I run a pretty much bi-monthly. The next one is in the beginning of September at this venue called Four Girls in Hampton. September the 9th, I believe it's a Friday. I run book shows out of there every two months. So that's always been fun. And then aside from that, just various shows, Virginia Beach, Richmond, wherever, you know, wherever I get on that, I'm all around doing comedy. So it's awesome. Good shit, Ant. I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you bringing us an interesting movie. Yeah, it was a good one. It's a very confusing movie, but it's a good one. Mm -hmm. I have trouble sleeping for a few days, I think. Yeah. Just, uh, just you know, the existential crisis of it all. Okay. Do you know how to swim? Yeah, so thanks for that. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, drowning is for losers. Like you, Jared Leto. Way to go. Yeah, way ah, to drown ah, six ah, times in the ah. same movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be a record. All right, Ant. Well, thank you for coming by. Very funny, dude. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. It was fun. Well, now that was a movie and Ant was a pleasure to have along for the ride. The only way to wrap us up is with Center Counts. Do 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 do. Center Counts. I'm going to give this a five out of seven. Same. I liked it. There are two things that brought it down a notch for me. The first being Jared Leto's laugh as an old man, it annoys me very much, and I hate it. Also, the second thing is that I lost in the questions, and Jared Leto's going to have to pay for that. Someone's got to. So, I, I mean, other than that, it's a pretty cool premise. Like, it, it's really interesting. For us, I think it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that kind of, like, makes sense. But you, you remember, like, you learned what was really happening in, like, the last, you know, six or seven minutes mm. you would have spent this whole movie trying to figure out what the fuck was going on which is kind of cool sometimes especially in in this type of instance where they actually like do go and kind of explain it so yeah i uh, i i liked it i'll probably uh go back and watch the middle yeah i i'm right there with you like i said i same as you i also have a five out of seven based on the first 15 alone i'd probably have given this like a three or two maybe i thought it was lame and i was about to get mad at ant for suggesting it but then that last 15 minutes happened and it all tied together and it felt kind of 
profound. Yeah. Clunky at spots, but profound. And as goofy as Jared Leto looked as his 30 seconds to Mars self at some points, I think he crushed the old dude. I was very impressed with his mannerisms down to the stupid old man thing of like playing around with his tongue. Like he's constantly sucking a lozenge. Yeah. Now, does this movie seem like it's perfect? No. Does it seem like it's in the same vein as Eternal Sunshine and, and Truman Show, but a little cheesier? Yes. Am I probably going to go back and watch the middle at some point? Also, yes. Five out of seven. I liked it. Nice. We are done with this movie for now. What do we have coming up next, David? Next week, we're going to discuss in our center chat whether or not we would want to be either 118-year-old Nemo or the lost fish Nemo from the Pixar movie that is named aptly Finding Nemo. Yeah, all about them Nemos. That is the full center chat and the way that it's going to be described in all of the ways that we do it. Ready for it. What do we have coming up after that? After that, we are returning back to our crew of dastardly kind of sort of superheroes. We're going back to the old Umbrella Academy. Season three coming out July 20th. So get excited for that. Hashtag Gorilla Penis. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, David, as always, it's a treat to be with you oh to be to be talking alongside you let me let me clarify you're so yeah you're so much more pleasant when you win <laughs> it's true i'm happy. yeah i mean so i'm like obviously like not a sore loser you very much are yeah this episode whatever. would have ended 15 minutes ago if he lost again you yeah. know like okay center counts four out of seven bye please check the show notes for ants stuff Ant is a funny guy. He he took the time out of his busy comedian life to be poor and not have a computer. And finally, are comedians busy? I don't know. Probably you're you're constantly thinking of new jokes. That's true. He took the very solid joke thinking time to come be on our show, and that's important. It is. So thank that's you. It's important Aunt. joke thinking time. So thank you, Ant, for taking that time. We're done here. We are done here. Like the space crash between the drownings, it's always better in the center. Mm-hmm.